Welcome to Marvelicious Toys. Hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more. Because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious. Hello and welcome to issue 62 of Marvelicious Toys. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And I am Justin. And we have got a packed episode for you this week, so we are going to jump right into it with... The Spectacular Store Report. This has been a week for kind of weird purchases for me. Still haven't found those figures, but maybe because it's the holidays... Maybe because I have this problem when where I spend money for other people, I spend money for myself. <laughs> it's not a problem. That's the way the economy works. <laughs> but I did get in the mail this past week, and I posted it to Facebook to some incredulous people, not the least of whom was David Vonner himself, a figure <laughs> that very few people outside of the last name Vonner have. This may be a test in the ultimate power of the cooler. Now, if this thing shows up in a revision case, like, next month, I think we're all going to owe you a little little something on the side. Uh, I think you owe me a lot of something <laughs> on the side if this shows up, because this figure was never released. How people have carded samples of it, I guess they got them from China or whatever, but I'm talking about the blonde-haired Black Widow figure. The Great White Buffalo. I have had a, <laughs> I have had a saved search for her for about a year before a single one came up on eBay. And then, like Wayne's World, it will be mine. Oh yes, it will be mine. <laughs> I would love to get a story on what the problem with this particular figure is. Was it just something that they thought of? They made a few. Why it never got released? I mean, obviously, it's a production-run figure. It doesn't look like a custom, does it? No, not in the least. This is production. I mean, I've talked to David Vonner about it at cons, and he's like, unless you break into my office, you're not getting one. <laughs> <laughs> and that was at New York Comic Con you know, a year and a half ago now. And I'm like, oh, I will. Oh, I will. Now, I don't know if I was saying I will break into his office or I will get the figure, but I was able to do it without a B&E charge against me, so I'm pretty happy. <laughs> yeah, but at the price, about the same of lawyer fees, I'd assume, though, if you had broken and entered. Less, no, <laughs> less than the lawyer. Less than two hours with my lawyer. All right. So Not bad. I'm happy that it was less than two hours. It was a lot of money. But I walked away with a big smile, so that's money well spent. Versus those eBay auctions, and you gotta have those, right? Those eBay auctions where you want the item, but when it's over, you sit there and you have that little bit of melancholy over the money you've just bid and realize, well, I won, but at what cost? And it's one of those <laughs> Pyrrhic victories. <laughs> well, plus awesome, you just lost a friend, you know? I mean, you no longer have to babysit that that auction anymore, or the, the Google or the eBay alert. You're right, because then you don't have anything to look forward to. Well, actually, I had unsubscribed from that alert, but after conversation on Facebook, I resubscribed, because I am not a mint-on-card collector. I bought this with the intent of taking approximately 100 photographs of it carded, since I will never be able to redo that, but I was planning to open her. I just shuddered a little bit. <laughs> I, I think he ought to hang on to her in the card myself. I, I feel like Brewster's millions after he buys the stamp. He mailed it. <laughs> <laughs> you just lost half of our audience with that reference. <laughs> if it's only half, I'm doing better than most weeks. <laughs> but what was pointed out to me is that it's so expensive carded, I should just bide my time and look for a loose one. And even if the loose one is jacked up, as long as the head's okay, it's the exact same body. So I did put out the save search again, and it may be a year, it may be two years, but I'm going to see if anyone ever sells a loose one. And if so, then I won't have to open mine. Nice. Or you can just wait till next month when they're on shelves. <laughs> <laughs> if I can cool that much, I will be very happy. I mean, I just wanted the figure. That That is pretty awesome. Put a feather in your hat and call me jealous, because that's an incredible figure to have in a collection. A few episodes ago, I remarked that I thought Heroclix were doing something insidiously evil. They were making Heroclix and putting them in the Toys R Us aisle for children. 
children. How can they corrupt children <laughs> with hero clicks? And now I've bought both the packs. See, they've corrupted Arnie. <laughs> How can they corrupt Arnie? <laughs> Arnie. Well, here's what I didn't realize. I had gone off the pictures that Jeff had posted, and I didn't realize these aren't your everyday ordinary hero clicks. Oh no, these hero clicks are iPad interactive. Ooh. See, now you've piqued my interest. There's three hero clicks per pack. There's an Avengers set and an X-Men set. And you download an iPad app and you use these hero clicks to play on the iPad a hero clicks game. Now that sounds pretty cool. Well, these hero clicks are very different than your standard hero clicks. And I'm not a big hero clicks collector. I have a few mostly picked up on a whim out of a dollar bin at five below or free at free comic book day. But it wasn't until I got home that I realized these things are giant compared to normal hero clicks. They're like five times the height. Yeah, I, I saw these at Target the other day and quickly put them down after seeing how big and kind of weird looking they were. And plus, I've never been into hero clicks myself, so this wasn't going to make me start. Well, I kind of thought the figures were cute. Their scale is all over the map, but unless Captain America is very, very short, and Thor is a giant in all dimensions. <laughs> oh my god, what the hell happened to Iron Man? Yeah, Iron Man is just doofy looking. Oh my god! Yeah, he's like got dwarfism or something. Yeah! <laughs> it's like somebody dressed up their little kid. <laughs> I think he came and got candy at Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a lesson in just because you make it smaller and give it a little bit bigger head doesn't necessarily make it cuter. You can definitely get into the uncanny creepy valley. Yeah. It, oh my god. Yeah, have you seen Simon Birch? It looks like Simon Birch. <laughs> They're all barrel chested. No, I think Cap has almost no chest. No, Cap is barrel-chested, sweetie. You just can't see because of his shield. He doesn't have his spindly legs, and he seems shorter than the rest of them. Like, his body is more shrunken. But Iron Man, barrel-chested, little skinny chicken legs. Thor, barrel-chested with chicken legs. It's like someone took little babies and made them into hero clicks. <laughs> are you, Justin, are you seeing this, or is this just me? No, I, and what I'm trying to formulate into a thought here is what I think happened here, or what it looks like happened here is... We have a couple different sculptors working on this project, and nobody bothered to develop a style guide. They were just told to make these a certain size and make them cute and make them these characters. So we have a bunch of different looks going on throughout the five different characters that are available here, or six. It's a little, it's a little weird and off-putting, just that there's no real cohesion from character to character. Like in like a squinky, you know, you can always see that it's a certain size head and a certain size proportion to the body and the arms, or... Even the superhero squad, you know, there's some variance in style and design there, but they all feel like they're from the same universe. These feel like they all showed up at a costume party after being given directions on who they're supposed to be an hour before. <laughs> it's an Avengers improv group. <laughs> in Avengers anywhere, everywhere. <laughs> Flash mob. Well, the whole reason I bought it is because this does tie into an iPad game. And the package advertised the game is free if you get the figures. And I'm like, all right, so I'm getting three figures plus a game for $10. And the app is a free app download. But here's the catch is you can't play the game unless you have a figure. But you don't need the figure to play the game. You only need the figure to activate the character in the game. So I break out my iPad. And it says, place character here. So I put Iron Man in that spot. And there's pads on the bottom. And I guarantee this is how it's working, because I know a bit about iPad mechanics. The pads on the bottom form a different type of shape, kind of like Braille. The pad There's three pads on each bottom, and every character's pads are a bit unique. And so based on where those pads are, it's able to tell which character you've set on the iPad. So it's like going, okay, I've got spots here, here, and here. It's Cyclops. That's, that's pretty cool. And once you do that, it then says, okay, you now have Cyclops in the game. And I don't have to play the game with Cyclops sitting on my iPad now. I can take Cyclops off, and there will be a little graphic of my HeroClick Cyclops. So I can play the game on the road without that figure. I don't have to be on a solid surface. So that makes sense, but it takes away a little bit of the fun because I kind of thought this was going to be like one of those Radio Shack 
chess games where you have the board aware based on magnets or pegs which figure is in which place. So I thought I was going to be having like an X-Men versus Avengers battle on my iPad. But no, each character unlocks a game that has three levels for that character. So you play these missions as Iron Man, or you play these missions as Wolverine, and they're all different missions based on the character. So I really got six games for 20 bucks. That's not bad. That starts to make a little bit more sense, where it feels like maybe they spent a little less time on the design of these characters and the figure form, and a little more time on the making sure it all was cohesive with the software and all that good stuff. Because I think as an overall experience, it sounds like it might be a little bit cooler than just having these guys and walking them around the board and whatever it is you do with Hero Clicks. You see, I've never played Hero Clicks, and as such, this game's a bit disappointing to me because all it is is you because you set the figure in one spot, your character never moves on the screen. You could play the whole game with your character there. And so a bunch of enemies run in from the side and you have to shoot them. And then the board moves around your character and then more enemies come in. And it's basically an equivalent of a button masher on an iPad. You just keep tapping and tapping and tapping. And there's no instructions that come with the characters and there's some buried in the game. But I think it would help if you know Hero Clicks ahead of time to understand a bit what the stats are and things. I'm surprised that they didn't include a pamphlet with these figures to intro new players to the game because I was new and I couldn't find the game that much fuzz. Like, oh, I just keep tapping, tap, 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 and it got really repetitive and boring really quickly. So if you don't like the art of the characters, I think it's only a fun game for people who have no friends to play Hero Clicks against. <laughs> oh, that's a little bit of a sad assessment. Yeah, now I'm really depressed. <laughs> <laughs> it's for shut-ins. <laughs> I kind of like the style of the characters, though. I thought Thor and Iron Man were kind of cute. You guys are freaked out. I kind of like the, the style. The Iron Man's creepy. I gotta side with Marjorie. The Iron Man's a little bit on the creepy side. And I'm sorry, but Wolverine's got some chunky thighs and misshapen knees. They come with cards that are not used at all in the game. I think you might be able to play these against other hero clicks, but again, they just tower over them. It would be like, it would make sense if one of these was Giant Man and things like that, but since they're just regular characters, it just doesn't really fit. Can you imagine the nerd fights going on in comic shops all over the country when kids try to bring these in and play hero clicks with the super <laughs> hardcore? <laughs> Ouch. But I'm really glad that I picked them up when they were on sale at Toys R Us for $10 a pack instead of the regular retail of 15 a pack. So can't go wrong at that price no matter. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're getting a game and some figures for that price, so it's not like they're gouging you for 30 bucks. Now, last Wednesday, the Venom Through the Ages box set was finally released from Diamond Select, and I pick and choose my mini-mates, but being a Venom fan, the fact that my local comic store happened to get one of these sets in made it a slam dunk that I would own this set. You get four different Venoms here. You get Flash Thompson Venom, Ultimate Venom, Agent Venom, and then one with whom I'm honestly not familiar. I must not have been reading the Venom or Spider-Man comics, whichever one it was in, when the Venom symbiote took over a female... And became Anne Weeing Vendom. Hmm. Yeah, that doesn't sound familiar to me either. This is a really cool box set, though, getting four different Venoms. And I love the accessories. The favorite accessory of mine is the hat that goes over the Unleashed Venom, where it's like the mouth is separating to let the face out. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and the face he's making underneath is pretty sweet, too. He's pretty excited to be scaring you at that point. <laughs> <laughs> now, all of these are pretty much hats that go over the bald head. So if he has hair or a venom mask, it just go you remove the hair and put the venom mask over the bald head like Lego people. The hair freaks me out. I'm just not comfortable with this weird hair. I'm okay with the hair, but they've sculpted and painted ears on the hair. So it freaks me out <laughs> that I'm removing their ears like Van Gogh. <laughs> That is a little weird. I don't know that I've seen that on another Minimate. <laughs> I haven't seen it in any that I've had to disassemble. The thing about these box sets of Minimates, I love the characters, but I need help from our listeners. 
I need to know, if you are a Minimate collector, what you do with all these accessories, because they're so character-specific. It's not like the Galactus box of parts where I can just grab any bugle of cone of translucence and put it on Iron Man's wrist. Here, this hook that comes with one of the Venom figures is very specific to Venom. I can't just have a Galactus box of Minimate parts or I'm never going to get them straight again, but it feels really weirdly anal to take out baggies and put labels on them, Venom parts, and then store it away like CSI. Well, you, you just ask for people's opinions and then you shot down the best idea out there. <laughs> the CSI. If, he would have, if he would have asked me, that would have been my, I would have gotten out the label maker. and. That's where I'm headed, is that direction with it, but it, it seems like a little weird. But you're okay doing this with action figures. Yeah. Like I said, I don't have a ton of mini-mates, but, you know, same issue that you have. I've used little figure coffins in the past to keep all the accessories from one set in the same coffin. Not necessarily, you know, if it's a four-pack or two-pack, each character's extra pieces go in the same coffin together. But a baggie would work just as well. Well, listeners, let me know your thoughts. I do like this set, though, the four Venoms. It's actually going to encourage me to do some comic reading because I want to know about this fourth Venom, this female Venom. And I love that we get Agent Venom and we get classic I'm going to eat your brains Venom and he's got the little green slobber around his tongue. (laughs) He just ate somebody who said, I don't know, and you can't do that on television. But Marjorie also got me a mini-mate. I guess Venom can try to eat his brain. It's a Spider-Man mini-mate from 2005 that I didn't know about, and she gave it to me as an early Christmas gift. I did, because it's Santa Spider-Man, and I didn't want to give it to you on Christmas Day, because that takes all the fun out of him, so now you can have him for most of the month of December. That's pretty cool. I'm curious what the release was of him, because he just comes in a little baggy, like he was either a promo at a con, or maybe something Diamond and Marvel mailed to people in 2005. I'm going to have to do a little bit of research. You just gave him to me before the show, knowing we were going to talk about Minimates. But he's very cute. It's, he's got this little felt Santa hat on, and he's really very adorable, and I thank you. And you don't collect Minimates, so we, I guess I just have to be clear on that, huh? I just get the ones I like. Uh Uh-huh. All right. (laughs) Well, there's so many mini mates, and I'm sure he does not have all of them. Don't give him a challenge. (laughs) I'm not. I'm very (laughs) proud of him for not going back and getting all of them. (laughs) Speaking of Santa Spider-Man, we did some holiday decorating. And from Amazon, I did pick up the Toy Biz Santa Spider-Man and Santa Mary Jane figure two-pack. And these were a couple of fun figures. It's Spider-Man in a Santa outfit with a Santa hat, and then Mary Jane in this really short-cut, like, Mrs. Claus outfit, but they're an adorable couple together. (laughs) The weirdest thing is that he comes with a bag of goodies, but rather than give you an actual accessory of a bag of goodies, it looks like they went to the scrapbooking section of the store, because it's two-dimensional. It is just flat. It is just a piece of cardboard that Santa Spidey is supposed to hold. Yeah, that part's kind of lame. I kind of like tucked it behind the mantelpiece <laughs> a little bit. I just have them up there and it looks like they're kind of hanging out at the holiday party. That's our living room right now. We may actually go to Michael's and visit that abhorrent doll section and see if there's a bag we can make of sp- for Spider-Man to have that isn't this thing that looks like you'd put it in a scrapbook next to my Christmas photos. <laughs> <laughs> It also came with this cute little magnet, but it freaked you out because you didn't know which way it was up. I thought it, I didn't know what it was. The The photo on it's very bizarre and I couldn't tell what it was because I had it upside down and it was just very confusing and disturbing. Now, I was at Target against my better judgment because it was really crowded in the middle of the day because all of my shopping trips are now in the middle of the day. I can't stand going in the evenings. But I was milling around Target in the men's section because, well, I look for men's sleep pants because they're fun and comfy to wear. And they had some really cool, two cool boxer sets for men. One was in a Spider-Man tin and Spider-Man boxers. And then the other was an Avengers set and a cool A tin, which would be cool for Arnie because his name begins with A. But then the weirdest thing, which, Arnie, I showed these to you once at, like, Walmart. And you said, oh, I don't want those. They were Avengers socks, like crew socks for men. Do guys not do that? Because I have all kinds of socks. I have Godzilla socks and Star Wars socks. and I don't do that. I don't wear... Justin, do you rock fun socks? Sometimes. Usually not character stuff, though. It's usually Argyle or Stripey. There's nothing fun about Argyle. 
<laughs> oh, I beg to differ, ma'am. <laughs> See, I rock fun ties like the Jerry Garcias, but I can't go with the character socks. I just don't know when I'd wear them. I think the tins are kind of cool gift items. I know they did some of those last year, too, but I found some random items at Walmart. I was going through looking again in vain for Marvel Universe figures they don't carry, and I happened to just walk, look down an aisle as I walk past it, and what do I see but more items to continue Marjorie's plushie collection? Because you were very excited when I showed you yet another Spider-Man and Hulk. These come with blankets that they're wrapped around. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with the blanket, but I like these because these are about a foot tall, and they come wrapped up with a little blanket, and they're very cute. They're little gift sets because they have a from and to tag on them. <laughs> Those were 12 bucks a piece at Walmart, and it appears the Hulk is a hard one to get because looking at several stores, I only saw one Hulk, and I snatched him. Also, Toys R Us continues to milk their Spider-Man glow-in-the-dark exclusivity. Now, in addition to those three and three quarter inch figures that I bought and reviewed several weeks back, there is an 18 inch Spider-Man that has been repainted glow in the dark. You know that one that has kind of like the weird whips that come out of the web and he does the whipping? Yeah. Well, there's an 18 inch glow in the dark variant of it at Toys R Us only. Oh, jeez. Jeff had posted this on our Facebook page a while back. And I'd never seen him until just this past week. He was sitting there on the shelf, and I'm like, do I? Absolutely not. Good for you. Fool me <laughs> once, shame on you. Fool me twice, Marjorie divorces me. <laughs> I won't divorce you. I love you. Yeah, but coming home with another glow-in-the-dark Spider-Man, I feel like Jack buying a second round of Magic Beans. <laughs> well, we'll see. That may not be your worst purchase ever. <laughs> Well, much like you, you know, I've been hitting Walmarts and that's been pretty fruitless lately because for whatever reason, Marvel Universe is just not shipping out there too heavily right now. But I got a wild hair a couple of weeks ago when I found something in the Hot Wheels aisle that I didn't know existed, <laughs> which were these little 118 inch scale motorcycles. And once I started looking into this, there's all kinds of brands of these. You know, you have Hot Wheels making them and you have... Another company, I can't quite remember the name of it. I think it's Masia or Maisto or something like that. And then I found a line of Harley Davidson ones. And I bought one of each from each of these different lines just to see how they would work. Because my original idea was, well, wouldn't it be cool to pop, you know, Ghost Rider on one of these motorcycles? And I got the one from Hot Wheels and I put a figure on it and it looked too small. So I was a little bit bummed out about that. But these Harley Davidson ones actually are the right scale. So I started to think of, you know, all the characters that might look good on a motorcycle. And so far, I've come up with old-timey Cap and Ghost Rider on a Harley. And the fun thing is, is, you know, I was originally going to customize these, but I don't think it needs it really. For the old-timey Cap one, I just found, you know, an old-school-looking Harley and I'm not a motorcycle guy, so I don't know all the different brands and names of the bikes. But I took him and one of his shields that has the elastic bands and stretched it over the handlebars and over the, the headlight and got a neat little cap on a on a Harley with his shield on the front of it. So if, if you're like me and get bored and get an itch where you need to buy something, but there's nothing to buy, maybe look on the other side of the aisle and find these Harley Davidson motorcycles. That's not a bad idea. Now, I saw you trying to find Ghost Rider a bike, and I knew they had this, but I'm not willing to pay the price to customize one because they're kind of rare. The Marvel Legends Showdown line, if you remember that, we talked about it way back when, maybe two years ago on this show. I found yeah. some at Goodwill. And they came with a motorcycle series, and there was a Ghost Rider that comes with a Ghost Rider bike, and he's got the flame tires and everything. I mean, it's perfect, except it's got Marvel Legends Showdown stats on the bike, so you'd need to customize it to paint over those stats. Oh, I have seen that, and it is pricey, but it's to scale. Yeah, these are four-inch figures, and a Marvel Legends figure would look perfect on it. The key being, also, if you're customizing, though, I think you'd want to change the flames to match your Ghost Rider figure versus having a, two different colors of flames going on. Yep. But 
the regular going eBay price on this, I've seen it go from fifty to a hundred dollars for this pack in package. But if I could find one loose, I might consider doing that versus putting them on a hog. <laughs> yeah, this is a nice cheap way of you know assimilating the more pricey and accurate one for now. Because these are only like six bucks a pop. Oh wow, they're very well detailed though. I mean, they got all moving parts and they're pretty impressive. For a minute there, I was a full-on Harley collector. I ended up picking up about five or six of them over the course of the last couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, last week, a new Marvel Select hit, and it's bugging me because there's a variant that's a chase. And it's Diamond's Marvel Select Storm. So I'm now keeping an eye out for that. Maybe next time when we go to Toy Man. I might have to consider making a road trip down for one of those soon. You could. It's a lot of fun. It's cheap to go to. And if you time it right, you could also, in the same weekend, get the Belle Claire toy show across the river, about a 40-minute drive, and hit two toy shows in one weekend. And one day, actually. Nice. So, if I find the storm there, I'll pick her up. I did grab the non-variant version from my comic guy, though. It's a pretty good figure. I'm not so much a fan of these corner bases, but great sculpt on this one. Just good-looking figure. Yeah, I dig. I definitely dig the style on this one. Then online... Sales to astonish! Another tchotchke caught my eye, but I didn't buy it. I have got to stop buying Marvel coffee mugs. Yes, you do. And I'm the one saying that because I have a coffee mug collection. Actually, I guess I think I have two of them now. But... This one's just not that great. I liked it because it was colorful and collage But I think the best one you bought, besides the Modoc cup, which of course is the best coffee cup I own and ever will own, I like the giant size X-Men one. Yeah, with the cover art, that yeah. one is nice. This one, it was only $6 at Entertainment Earth. It was all I could do to not add it to the cart, but we're running out of cabinet space. This one's very ADHD, though. Isn't it? It's like, blah! <laughs> It's got so much going on to it that I would, I'd have a little more, more respect for it if it was 100% unique characters all the way around, but it's just the same four characters repeated over and over again. Yeah, it's, it's like wallpaper. That is what bothered me, and that is what stopped me most, is initially when I saw it, I thought it was going to be like the Marvel characters around, you know that giant poster they have that has like 200 Marvel characters on it? Yes. I thought it would be something like that. Once I realized how closely tiled this is, it's very well tiled. I got to give them that. It's like really well done wallpaper. You can't see the seams. But when I realized that, yeah, I'm just going to have the same four characters eight times and not 24 original characters, that's when it was like, all right, I'll skip and wait for a slightly cooler one. Yeah. Instead, I ordered Marvel Legends Wave 4. Well, they're about the same price, right? $5, $129. It's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> What's that in yen? That was last week's show. <laughs> <laughs> I never regretted ordering my Wave 3 of Marvel Legends, despite the fact I had an extra Deadpool and an extra Iron Man. The fact that these showed up in stores so rarely made it such a worthwhile stress relief to have. This one, I think I'm getting a little bit better off. It's an extra Captain America and an extra Wolverine, which are figures that the casual people will want. And then I'm getting my... Build a hit monkey. That's right. Return of the build a figure. Mini size. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. You know, these are slated to start shipping early next year, you know, January, maybe February. But man, it causes just a little bit of panic in me because I still have yet to find the variants, and I'm not even sure if they're shipping yet, of the last wave of Marvel Legends. From my knowledge, they haven't shipped, and it's going to be like that big-time Spidey, where one day the, just the variant case will hit. But as of now, those haven't shown up. I haven't even found them on eBay, other than for, like, the crazy high prices. Right, coming out of the factory. Yeah. So this is up at Entertainment Earth right now for anyone who wants it. It's a great way to get them. I mean, if you're looking at the fact that you're getting six figures for 130 and then if you are able to just offload those others, even at a bit of a loss, you're still breaking about even for retail. You really are. I mean, out of cases, this is one of the best ways to go as far as, you know, with Marvel Universe, it's always hit and miss with the ratios. Here, at least you're getting all of the core characters and you just have to worry about the variants later on. Also online, Big Bad Toy Store put up for pre-order 
six collectibles that I just immediately added to cart. I wasn't sure what the future of Funko's pop vinyl bobbleheads would be. It had been so long since we've seen anything other than the Avengers repaints that I thought maybe there wouldn't be a future to it. Maybe they were one and done. But no, they've released the next wave for pre-order online, and it bests their first ones in every way. Oh, yeah. And Deadpool is in there, so... (laughs) There's Deadpool for you, Ghost Rider for me. If they do MODOK in Series 3 and Galactus, then I think we're done. How do you bobblehead a MODOK? I don't know how that would work, but... They've done an R2-D2. I think you'd do it about the same way, where the you have, like, legs. Maybe you have, like, the burrito dinner flame coming out the bottom, and the whole thing bobbles on the top of it. All right. I can see that. R2-D2, his legs are solid, and the body bobbles in between. <laughs> but, yeah, you're you're obviously all about Deadpool. I love Ghost Rider and his little fire hair but the rest of the wave dr doom they gave him the cutest pop vinyl eyes okay arnie but saying the cutest pop vinyl eyes is like saying cutest puppy they just go hand in hand (laughs) very true and beast with his little fangs yeah beast isn't my favorite out of the set for sure like that the silver surfer looks pretty cool too the beast i feel like a little too much hair for the cuteness factor The only thing is his little fangs look a little vampiric. That's my only thing. But I like the hair because it's kind of like last week, kind of 90s style. I like it. I like Beast. I think he's kind of fun. And maybe it's just because he's blue and smart. I don't know. It's cute. And if Arnie was buying some and they were cheaper to buy more, I'd probably have him buy Beast. They're not (laughs) cheaper to buy more. But I just, I realized that I never thought this would happen. But because of the Mighty Mugs, I've become a little bit of a, vinyl collector and since they don't make the mighty mugs that often anymore these pop vinyls are a wonderful kind of surrogate for that i still love my mighty mugs but these are just very cute and yeah i love that the surfer comes on his board it is very nice looking also this week kotobukiya released some product imagery of kitty pride now they showed her at new york comic-con and we talked about her a little bit and the reaction to her was actually kind of negative and so when i asked if they had any pictures to send, they were like, no, we will not give you any images of Kitty Pride because people were upset. She didn't come with a Lockheed and they were like, well, we're going to put a Lockheed on. He just wasn't there yet. And people were so upset by this that they waited until Lockheed was ready to be shown before they would put out any images themselves. And so it was just people who snapped photos and they have reworked her a little bit. They've added Lockheed and released the images. Whoa, she's got a little uh, wedgie going on there. (laughs) (laughs) She does have a wedgie. Oh, and somebody actually put a little deep on the butt crack. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm glad to see them going a little bit more to the B-level characters because they've already done Black Widow twice now and Jean Grey twice now and... It was like, all right, there are a few other characters out there. (laughs) (laughs) The sculpt kind of looks like she's skipping along in the park or something. I'm not crazy about that pose. I went the other way. I kind of thought Mary Hart, you know how she was like at the end when she freeze framed. Is that that girl? Yeah. I like the close up shot. They really appear to be kind of honing down some of the overly explicit parts. They actually, most of the detail of the front of her outfit isn't her navel or other attributes. It's wrinkles on the clothing. Yeah. All in all, I think it's pretty good. If I wasn't already a fan of Kodos, I don't know that this would be the one that would catch my eye and make me hop into the line. But I think, like you said, it's a nice addition to the other females, especially with the way Black Widow was so bent over that wall and really, you know, sticking her booty out there. This one's a nice little departure from from that. But finally this week. Bum, bum, bum. Justin, other than the one we're about to discuss, when's what's the last hot toy you got? I can't remember. Hey, it's been a while. I think the last one I got was the Mark VI Iron Man. No, Mark V. Well, now you've broken the streak because here he is, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> the Jeff Bridges in full body regalia. 
when this hot toy arrived, I knew I was in for something special because it had a big plastic handle on the top to help carry. I picked it up from UPS, actually. I was very happy for that handle. Yeah, that's pretty handy dandy. But I was kind of surprised how small the box was. I was thinking huge. I don't know why. I was just thinking a big, huge box was coming. But the size of the box that came in makes sense completely. Now, I got mine before you got yours, and I was a little worried you wouldn't like him. And the reason was, not that he's not awesome, but you and I have very different tastes in figures. And I like just a good aesthetic, whereas you like all the articulation and all the niceties and things like that. Sometimes the niceties honestly piss me off, like we talked about with the Minimates. But with the Iron Man Mark IV coming with so many parts, it's like, God, I gotta store these someplace cool and dark and <laughs> go to them if I ever need them. So I wasn't sure how you'd feel because Ironmonger is kind of like what we've talked about with Hulk. There's not extraneous pieces. You just get one big mother Ironmonger. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I'm trying to think, there's not a whole bunch of stuff that they could have included as accessories. You know, maybe maybe a half-wrecked Honda Civic or something that he could be holding in his hand, but outside <laughs> of that, you, you know, he's not really an accessory type of guy. It's an all-in-one type of situation with him, so I'm quite pleased with him. He's a big hulking hunk of metal. There is a couple accessories that come with it that I have not put on yet. Those little pipes that come off and you're supposed to put them on the back, I think it's his rocket boosters. And I was going to take a quick look at the movie stills again and see if that's something that's always on them or if it's something that pops out when he decides to, to fly. It popped out when they fly. When they do the okay. big, how did you handle the freezing, it jumps out as the rocket. So it's not always there. It's the accessory that I'll probably will keep in the box because he's going to just be standing there pummeling Iron Man Mark III. He's not going to be simulating flight. It's a nice accessory to have, but... It's kind of extraneous to me. Yeah, that's kind of the way I felt, and I, I left that in the box. He does also come with the accessory of the Jeff Bridges head and the pimp chain. <laughs> that is the smallest little pimp chain I've seen, I think. Yeah, but I thought it was a really nice accessory. It is neat, and putting it on there made me realize that there's at least a torso jammed in that body somewhere. Well, yeah, he has a jumpsuit on like that zips up. Didn't you notice that? I did once I was putting the necklace on. I was like, oh, wow, there's a lot more going on in here than just a neck post. I remember when we first saw him at Comic-Con a year and a half ago now. I thought there was a whole Jeff Bridges body in there because he has a soft goods jumpsuit and the head looked so good. I really thought there was a full Jeff Bridges coming. But there's not. You just get this wonderful head. I mean, this is one of the best likenesses Hot Toys has ever done. Oh, did you think it was like a shell? Yeah, I thought okay. you could put the body in it. I'm, that's why I thought this might be Batmobile priced. I thought this could be $1,200 when we were seeing it, because I thought we were getting a full figure that would fit inside the shell. But hmm. we the head goes in there. He ships with the head outside of the body. You can put it in, but there is special notes in the instructions to be careful about the positioning of the head, or you can scratch the paint on it when you close the lid. Hmm. You got that from the instructions? Those horrible, horrible instructions. Were they in English? <laughs> they were in English, but my God. There's another accessory of the rocket launcher that pops out of his back. I spent 30 minutes <laughs> trying to get the plate off the back to release the rocket launcher without snapping it. Because it says, do not open slide top panel. And I'm like, okay, how the hell does it slide? It doesn't slide. All these little pictograms of arrows that are like, go this way and out this way. It's not like making a right turn, but like a slow, listless left is what you want to do. And it's like, what are you talking about, directions? So is it, is it worse than Ikea? <laughs> it really is, because Ikea doesn't even bother trying to give you words. Here, they give you poor translation into English that is only confusing. I'm like, if I could read Japanese, I bet this makes perfect flipping sense. I got a pen light out, and I'm looking under there. Where's the hinge? <laughs> <laughs> if I worked for Hot Toys, day one, I would sit everybody down and have a meeting and be like, look. <laughs> This, these products are great, and you're getting quite a bit of money out of them. I can't imagine we're saving that much money by putting out this tissue paper that looks like it was photocopied onto a photocopy and then a picture taken of it and then faxed over to somebody before printing. <laughs> but how about we do a nice cardboard or, a, you know, a 
a thick piece of pa- poster paper in color that goes in the box with some instructions on it that are actually helpful. And then I'd probably get fired because that's a billion dollar bottom line <laughs> in the company for whatever reason. <laughs> we could talk to Jerry. He'll be able to spec it for you. <laughs> it just seems like a really weird place to cut costs on such a high-end item. But I have to say, I am astounded at this. This isn't my favorite hot toy because it is such a minor character. But I think it's the hot toy with which I am the most impressed. And I seem to be impressed with all the hot toys. But I cannot believe the detail on this mofo. The weathering of the iron around him. And what freaked me out is when I'm moving his arms and there's all these pistons creating this like hydraulic system and the pistons work and they're like quadruple hinged articulation so that you can move his arm 120 degrees and the pistons will appropriately respond. This is where that money went, I think, is into that armature. Oh yeah, this is a little feat of engineering. Like you said, the amount of detail, like the the actual iron on them looks like it's that wrought iron with a little bit of a texture to it. Then other areas are smooth. It's impressive. And the all the light-up features, wow. He only has eyes and arc reactor, right? Was well, head and his arc reactor and then his arms. His arms light but, up? Yep. On the inside of his arms, there's little switches. Oh, So it lights up know. his, yeah, his palm and then a little light on top of each wrist. Oh, cool. You really haven't had time to get to know him yet, I guess. No, I haven't done my light shots. And I only got halfway through the instructions. And this is how I photograph hot toys, is I actually read the instructions. And it's like, here's how to do this. And I will probably only do it once in my life. And it's when I'm photographing it. It's like, all right, I I have to not break it. (laughs) And so I got about halfway through the instructions, which was turning on the arc reactor in the eyes. And so I didn't realize... But yeah, like you were talking about pistons. They even have pistons that work inside of his thighs. There's like four or five in each leg. As you move it out, they go in and out. It's impressive. Here's the thing about Ironmonger. Is having seen Iron Man probably a dozen times now, counting half-watch times when it's on FX. I like the fight at the end, but because he's in it so little, and he's such a big creature, and it's all such CGI, and... I mean, even though Iron Man's only four years old, CGI's come a long way in this past four years. I never really got a good sense of what he looked like or how big he was. See, I would never have known that there were pistons that connected his neck to his arms and that pistons went down his sides based on what I see on that screen. I just, it's not given the glory shots of the Iron Man armor and it's always moving really fast. This has made me finally have a good sense of scale as to how big and how dangerous that creature should be. Yeah, and I think also in the movie, there's a little bit of Hulk scalage going on throughout different scenes. Sometimes he's busting through doors and walls as he's chasing Pepper, and he seems way bigger than when he's actually fighting Iron Man. But for the most part, I think he kept in about this scale because... As you look at him by himself, he's big. Don't get me wrong. He is a big mamma jamma. But it doesn't really feel huge until you set up a Hot Toys Iron Man right in front of him. And then it really pops out how big of a piece this is. I walked downstairs into the photography studio just as he was doing that. And I was like, oh, my God. It was so awesome. Yeah. And so this is really helping me to appreciate the character in the movie more as a result of just the detail put into it. And it's just incredible how much they've put in on this piece. I, And, it, you know, when you spend $500 on something, you want it to look kick-ass. You want it to be like, yeah, that is something, because I worked hard for that money, and there it is. I think you get that with this. Sometimes on the Hot Toys, I know one of our listeners sent in an email. He bought the Iron Man Mark One, and he got it. He's like, you know, I just, it's not worth it for the money, and he returned it for a refund. I don't think anybody's going to get Ironmonger and be like, this does not look like an expensive piece. Oh, definitely not. It's, I think it's worth every penny, just looking at the sculpt and all the little details that we've already talked about. And, you know, earlier you talked about how it's kind of light on the accessories. And one thing that really I don't mind, and I almost wouldn't mind if they went this way with the upcoming Iron Man figures too, 
is that usually they give different sets to hands for the Iron Man. But here, we just get the articulated fingers, and that's all he needs. I don't need one with a fist and one in a certain pose. The articulated fingers work just fine, and you never have to change them out. That's what I've done on my other Iron Man Hot Toys and my War Machine Hot Toys. I just end up using the articulated fingers and have never even went back to the box for the other pre-posed ones. I actually am the opposite. I prefer the pre-posed ones because I think they just look a little better. I think when dealing with an Iron Man, the hands get a little bit too jointy with all the lines in them and everything. I just kind of like the pre-posed ones, especially for the lights. I think they'd have better light pipes in the pre-posed ones. But here, because of his big, flat fingers, this is a perfect solution. You don't need anything else but this. Exactly. He only has four fingers, though, so he can't give the finger. (laughs) (laughs) Is that his super secret weapon, is flipping people off? (laughs) (laughs) A fourth finger comes out of the hands at some point. (laughs) I'm scared of him falling. but Me too. Every time I come home from work, I'm like, I'm praying that he didn't fall forward and land on the floor and break into pieces. Let's put him on the lower shelf, then. Unfortunately, the lower shelf's too short. (laughs) Then I don't know what to tell you. You want to put him in the bedroom? No. <laughs> no, this is truly, truly an impressive piece. And it is sold out at Sideshow. It is a waitlist item now, which means if you sign up, there's a chance you might get one. I kind of think a pretty good chance because if they'd shipped absolutely everything in the warehouse, they would just list it as sold out. Since they list it as waitlist, they... Always keep some back for returns, repairs, what have you. And if they don't have returns or repairs in the next 30 days, then there's a chance that you'll get yours. But I don't think this needs to be anybody's first or only hot toy, unless you're just that Ironmonger fan. Are there a bunch of people that are niche collectors like that with Ironmonger? I think everybody has their thing. I'm a Howard the Duck collector, okay? Everybody has their thing. Yeah, but you're about done. (laughs) <laughs> There's not that much of that. <laughs> but when statue, and I can call it a day. I'll get right on that. <laughs> no, but it, I mean, it's possible. There's Ironmonger's been a character for longer than just the movie. I mean, there's been Ironmonger in the comic book for years. So somebody could be a fan of just the monger himself. Yeah, for decades. It could be somebody's favorite villain. I mean, he's not mine, but he could be somebody's. And if that's your thing, if and look at you, Marjorie, with Modoc. I mean, it's the similar type of thing. I do love Modoc. I. <laughs> you will pick up any Modoc they come out with now, including yeah. coffee mugs. Yep, it's like a gallon, though. <laughs> so, if there's somebody who picks up any Ironmonger, they're gonna. This will be the best Ironmonger there is. But as if you're just a Avengers fan, or including all the other movies, and want to get some hot toys this is a great accessory to a mark three or mark four really any iron man can go there but it truly is one of my favorite pieces of engineering in my entire collection yeah very well said i don't know how much more i can add to that i mean i don't see it being a one and only piece unless you are a huge ironmonger fan but if you have got just a few hot toys here and there and iron man is your thing and you have just any old iron man and you want to add this to your collection, They, the two of them go so well together, it's like peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> and I think, I honestly can see this commanding over a thousand on eBay in a few years. So if you think you want it, get on Sideshow's waitlist. And please do use the link from MarveliciousToys.com. It will help support the show. But it is just so nice in that way. And one other last detail on it is... The way you open up the head, I have never owned a toy that moves like this before. You have to pull out on the chest plate and then slide it down and rotate it. Again, an engineering It's so mechanical. It's awesome. I have no idea how they did it. And it actually rotates, I think, at least 180 degrees because I rotated it way too far. And then I had to carefully rotate it back. But I'm like, how the hell did they do this? (laughs) It's impressive and confusing all at the same time, because I still don't know that I feel like I've gotten it put back directly into the exact same position where it started on at least one of the panels. (laughs) (laughs) I can completely understand. And when I was working on trying to get the open, the 
front and move the arc reactor to pop the head in. That also took me a good 20 minutes, and I felt like I was working this puzzle, and I thought it was like the lament configuration. I was finally going to get it, and like a Jeff Bridges pinhead would open up and be like, you open the toy, the dude came. (laughs) (laughs) Then we'd bowl. Oh. So that is our show for this week. Starting next week, our multi-part series, we take our cues from Marvel. If they could do crossover events, so can we, right? <laughs> exactly. It's Marvelicious now! Wait a second, so are the three of us going to appear on fellow sitcoms, and then the sitcoms are going to take off and be their own, and we'll come in and pretend they need a ratings boost? <laughs> Maybe. Like any time Fonzie appeared on the Vernon Shirley? <laughs> So until next time, true collectors, make mine Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving a positive review for the show on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade with the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4 or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Podcast enhancement by Barrett. Marvelicious website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Announcements by Brock. The Marvelicious theme song, Bam Pow Kablam, is composed by Joe Harrison. See more of Joe's work at www.starwarsfanworks.com slash lionsmouth. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered weekly at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at swactionnews.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved. I thought they were called the Grateful Dead. Sorry, you just sounded like your grandpa, like, saying the Jerry Garcias. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Gazoonite. That was nothing. That was pretty substantial. Don't sell yourself short. You're a tremendous sneezer. It gets better. I don't think it needs it really. You know, for the Jeez and Pete's, I just totally pulled down my speakers. <laughs> <laughs> she is a little my girl kind of going on, you know. La tita. I went the other way. I kind of thought Mary Hart, you know how she was like at the end when she freeze framed. Is that that girl? Yeah. Was that That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, you you said My Girl. I was thinking the Macaulay Culkin oh. movie. I was, too, and I'm like, I've That's never seen I that thinking. movie. <laughs> <laughs> you said My Girl. I'm like, does it look like that little girl from My Girl? I don't know that movie. <laughs> is, is she getting stung by bees to death? Oh, thanks. <laughs> I've never seen the movie. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. 20-year-old movie just got spoiled. Damn it. <laughs> That's funny. Tell me it's about the same. Thing.